Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. And I'm about to share with you the very special contents of a package I recently received from my friend Santero Longley. Now, Santero Longley is in his 70s now. He tells me that he is in perfect health and that his mind is in the most profound place possible because of what he has learned and what he is currently exposing himself to. And this is what I am about to tell you about and how you can tap into this and perform a very simple exercise. Now, I want to mention before I get into that, um, of course, the past couple of days, I haven't been able to leave a podcast for you. That's mainly because that I've been getting interviewed myself. I go through these periods of time where, uh, for some reason, I just get a bunch of radio interview requests, and I can't take them all, but I, I do my best to go on and be guests, and it's very difficult sometimes for me to get it all worked out for me to be a guest on somebody's show for two or three hours and then do my own podcast. But I'm bringing this up because I was just interviewed today by my good friend Chris Fleming, who is a paranormal investigator. He is a psychic and medium, and uh, he's been doing this kind of work for a long, long time. I've known him for, I don't know, 15 to 20 years, I guess. And he's he as a matter of fact he was on the uh, Ghost Adventures Live special that aired this past Halloween night from here in Las Vegas and Chris has been on a lot of different TV shows and he because of his TV work I think for a while kind of suspended doing podcasting and uh, so he is starting up his podcast again and I believe he said that uh, maybe next week his interview with me will be posted but uh he did a, a great job, and it's just always fun to be uh, in touch with him because we were talking some about parasymatics. He had an idea for a really cool experiment that we're going to do, uh, essentially where we uh, take a, a, a picture of a ghost from one of his investigations. We convert that into a tone using parasymatics 2.0. Then he's going to go back and play that tone at the location where the ghost hangs out to see what happens. So you'll want to hear about all that. So good stuff coming up. Plus, I'm going to be recording some just amazing interviews for this podcast over the next few days as well. So get ready for some good content. So all right, let's get back to the point of this particular podcast. Um, some of you will get this more or less than others. It's just that kind of a topic. I think you'll, you'll either sort of connect with it or, or you won't quite connect with it. And so I feel like one of my jobs here is to try to take some of these things and, you know, metaphysical thinking, if you want to call it that, and, um, put some kind of, uh, a structure around it that demonstrates it in a, a way that's easier to understand. So basically, I, I talked to Santero Longley and I was like, okay, I'm going to try to describe this best I can on my podcast. Forgive me if I don't get it right, but you know, here's what I'm going to do. And he gave me his blessing. So basically, okay, he wrote me this letter 
And uh, well, he actually he sent me this. It's a Manila envelope. It had the letter, and you know he is a world class artist. And he also sent me these eleven pages of drawings that he has produced, and they're not just drawings. These are interactive tools. Um, he starts off this letter to me by saying, Josh, it seems the crystal grids are taking on a life of their own. As I study sacred geometry, I've realized there is much more to understand about the use of crystal grids than what is put forth by today's authors. He goes on to say, this has opened my eyes. It's been an amazing revelation in both body and mind. Um... It is difficult to begin to relate the astounding information that is being given to me. My mind suddenly feels like a huge computer where all this information is being stored. He goes on to say, um, we, have, we are capable of reaching three levels of consciousness. Uh, and he says, of which I have understood the third. And he talks about other things that can happen with uh, unconscious initiations and abilities, realizations that he is having. He said, anyway, the light bulb is on. Okay, let me tell you what he's talking about. So Santero Longley, as long as I have known him, and you know, I, when I met him, we were both in Puerto Rico, and it was, I, I, I met him by, it was one of those amazing synchronicities. I've talked about it before on this podcast. But anyway, you know, I was he was an impressive guy when I first met him. Always dressed in white, Always had sort of a a white cap on, uh, big bright blue eyes, all kinds of exotic jewelry. He is a a priest in Ifa, which is of uh, African origin. So again, just a very exotic look about, you know, the guy. Certainly memorable, white beard, long white hair, all that sort of thing. And uh, lived in an environment where, you know, you had wind chimes, it was very peaceful, very artistic. For a long time, he didn't have a computer or anything. And to this day, he doesn't do email. So, uh, but he would spend a lot of time out in, in Mother Nature, you know, going to the rainforest and so on. But anyway, we became great friends. And uh, it's amazing to me that he he actually ended up... Uh, I, again, I met the guy in Puerto Rico, and it turns out that he spent part of his youth here, uh, well, in Asheville, North Carolina, here in the States, where I'm from, and uh, he considered going back there someday, and sure enough, last year, he moved from Puerto Rico, and I I think, you know, that hurricane had a lot to do with it, Uh, he moved back to uh, western North Carolina, where he now is just on cloud nine, he loves his life living in um, in a nice... uh, well, I th- from what I understand, I haven't been to his house, but I think that's a nice, like, private, wooded, peaceful, natural area. But since I've known him, he's always been in love with crystals. And when you go into his house, and when I went to his house in Puerto Rico, you know, he had all these beautiful crystals everywhere. And uh, it seemed like whatever he would get money for something, he would always set aside a part of it to go and buy some more crystals. And, of course, in West North Carolina, I mean, you have one of the most plentiful supplies of crystals in the world. And so he would occasionally ask me if I could find a crystal for him in North Carolina. 
and uh, like a Herkimer diamond or something like that. And I'd be having a lot of fun going out and going to different mineral stores and uh, museums and finding these crystals uh, for him from time to time. And so now I can't imagine he's got every kind of crystal he could ever want at his disposal living in West North Carolina. But here's the thing about his fascination with crystals. And I know that you, you know, you've heard me talk about crystals before. And you may have this sense that some of this crystal talk is some kind of metaphysical woo-woo. And I understand that. But let me just tell you something practical about uh, the idea behind crystals. Crystals relate to what is often called sacred geometry, which means that certain shapes have a natural tendency to tap into certain energy fields. And this is a very, very practical thing. You know, I love reminding you that you can take something like a quartz crystal and put pressure on it and electricity will shoot out of it and vice versa. You can apply electricity to quartz and it will resonate. It is a transducer. In western North Carolina, you'll find these areas like Brown Mountain. We will have these chunks of quartz and you can pick them up when the lights are off and slam them together and see this big green or blue flash of electricity come out. It's amazing. So in my field of research dealing with electromagnetic fields and frequencies and electrostatic charge and all that to me the idea of a shape as a kind of conductor or antenna is a very very real and easily demonstrable phenomenon and this comes most easily to me when I'm demonstrating for people like students who really are interested in this um, the significance of shapes when it comes to electrostatics. So, uh, you know, Benjamin Franklin, of course, he became famous for inventing the lightning rod. And the lightning rod was just like a big needle that you'd put on top of your house. And you'd run a, a wire from the needle down into the ground. And the idea was, the reason he chose the shape of a needle is because the, he found electricity does not like to build up on something that's pointy it because one end is smaller than the other there's an imbalance and so electricity instead prefers to flow along something that's pointed and spray off the pointy tip so you don't usually build up much of a charge on something that's pointy anyway but if it did happen to get hit by lightning well then the charge would just go down into the ground and it would avoid a fire being started uh, at a house if the lightning went through the house and you know instead of this alternative much more efficient method so bearing that in mind i uh, love to take electrostatic generators like the van de graaff machine which you know is like the big silver ball that builds up the electric charge you put your hands on it and your hair stands up and all that kind of thing uh, i like to take those and turn out the lights and build up a big electrostatic charge and it's especially great when you're out here in the desert of las vegas like where i am right now and what you find is that if you take a a needle doesn't matter if it's a little one or a big one like a big old um needle they use for uh knitting you know if you stick that needle onto that electrostatic uh, dome of a van de graaff with the lights out then you hear this hiss 
and from the tip of that needle, you see this blue spray of light just constantly spraying out. It's amazing. Now, if on the other hand, you remove that needle and instead you put something that's round, like a metal ball on top of the Van de Graaff, which is already a metal ball to be honest, it's quiet. And then every once in a while, boom, big lightning bolt shoots out and then it'll be quiet. And then boom, big lightning bolt shoots out. And it'll do this over and over because what's happening is that ball, it stores up that electricity to a critical point when finally there's so much of a charge, the electricity has to escape. And so it goes boom and it shoots out into the air. Whereas with the pointy object, you release it gradually over time. That is just a very, very basic demonstration and illustration for you of the relationship between physical 3D shapes and their, the, the way that energy flows through them. And this is what antenna theory is based upon. Antennas look many different ways depending on the purpose. I mean, obviously you've got certain antennas that are just the typical vertical ones telescopic antennas that you pull up for like a little handheld AM radio or something like that. Then you have satellite dishes which are much more specific. They're directional parabolic dishes and they're designed that way so they can pick up a very certain frequency coming from a very certain place or shoot one out to a very specific little spot. There are antennas that are mesh grids that are designed with a certain amount of space in the mesh to connect with larger or smaller wavelengths. Just the very size of the antenna makes a big difference. You know, you're going to be able to broadcast a lot differently if you have uh, a one-foot antenna versus a 100-foot antenna like a radio station might have. The Antennas vary in design and size so much because the, the, the actual physical construction is integral to determining how it's going to tap into a certain type of energy field and or broadcast that energy field. So bearing that in mind, let's look at the idea of a crystal, a crystalline structure. So if you just get online like I'm doing right now, and you look up the definition of a crystal. A crystal, or a crystalline solid, is a solid material whose constituents, such as atoms, molecules, or ions, are arranged in a highly ordered microscopic structure, forming a crystal lattice that extends in all directions says the word crystal derives from the ancient Greek word crystallis, which means ice. So what we are talking about here is the different crystals that have been created by eons of exposure to these unimaginable forces of Mother Nature are the product of a particular type of energy being expressed in a very particular specific kind 
of shape or structure. So what you could you could say, and I think you can make a very definitive practical case for this, you could say that every different type of crystal is a different type of antenna. And it's an antenna, again, created by Mother Nature. So what Santero Longley has discovered after so many decades of research and devoting his life to being in close touch with these things is that when you're around certain kinds of crystals that they will expose you to a certain frequency which will emphasize or reinforce a certain attribute that there is a connection between how you feel and what happens in your life and these primordial energies that you are are absorbing and so whether we're talking about health or we're talking about your state of mind or your abundance and good fortune you know financially your mind opening up your happiness your demeanor your ability to attract loved ones what he's basically saying that you know there is an energy field that helps to support every one of these different things and i couldn't agree more which is why i believe that these products that we call magical work because if they're designed properly they're designed as a as a, an antenna to filter the frequency that somehow enhances this attribute so he over these years has exposed himself to all these different kinds of crystals and meditated on them and he has found different crystals will help him in different ways not to mention different combinations of them and this is when you get really advanced but he realizes something that's even more intriguing about this because he is an artist he is able to sit around with a crystal and meditate on it sometimes for years and when something clicks like he says a light bulb goes off and he actually connects with the crystal then he's able to take out a piece of paper and translate the energy from the crystal into a geometric drawing so essentially yeah if you have the ability to go out and get a big crystal and sit down and meditate you know great but this is perhaps the next best thing is to actually sit around and be subjected to these drawings which he calls grid patterns so essentially um here's kind of how i view it and this not to put a uh, a morbid spin on this but you know i've been a couple of times to this exhibit they call the body where there's this i guess he's a german uh artist and he gets corpses and then he cuts them up in all these weird positions and puts them on display and you know you pay 35 bucks and you get to walk through and have this weird nightmarish experience but anyway um, one of the most interesting parts of going through like one of the the body exhibits and I went to one in Boston and then another one here in Vegas is that you know there are times where he'll have a body there and he'll slice that into cross sections and 
We all know what a person looks like walking around. You know, we talk to people every day. We see pictures of people every day. But if I showed you a cross section that's a quarter of an inch wide that comes from, I don't know, you know, below the breast, above the belly button, and you might not recognize that right off the bat. You'd be like, what the hell is that? Once I told you what it was, you'd recognize it. To me, it's almost like he's taking the three-dimensional sensation and vision and feeling of this energy and using his artistic ability to give you a cross-section of it. And the cross-section comes out as one of these drawings. Now, they're all very intricate. And, and this guy has patience like you would not believe. I mean, some of the artwork that he has showed me over the years has just boggled my mind. And he, I mean, he'll sit there and he will painstakingly take, you know, he'll take a year if he has to, just to get one section done. And um, so he sent me these 11 pages of drawings. And some of them are, like, super complicated in terms of, like, visually. Like, you look at them, and you're like, this is such an, an intricate pattern. It's, yeah, it is mind-blowing. But he says that if you meditate on these patterns, especially in a certain order, that it will take you on this journey the same kind of journey that you would experience if you were meditating, bathing yourself within the energy coming from the series of crystals that are acting as antennas for this energy. So he has given me permission to scan these in and share them with you for free. Okay, Again, this is his life's calling. He is a, a metaphysical master. He is a teacher. He is a priest. So I have scanned in this drawing called the first level of consciousness. The first level of consciousness. And the idea, so far as I know, is that you look at this the same way you would treat a sigil. So, you know, like with the sigils, I say, well, you can... You can use a sigil in a lot of different ways. You can capture it as wallpaper on your desktop or background on your phone or whatever. Or maybe you'll print it out and you'll put it in a place where you'll see it two or three times a day. Um, you know, there you just have to figure out different ways of incorporating sigils. But this is the same concept, I think, that by simply being exposed to this, the first level of consciousness, this is like. You know, getting the mind ready for the goodies to come. That when you are exposed to the first level of consciousness, it's going to it's going to clear out a lot of the baggage that you're dealing with that may be causing you problems, health problems, or mental problems, or whatever. It's going to clear that out, or at least help with that. I believe that's what he's you know more or less done with his experiments. And then once you continue meditating on this, you will finally reach the point where you're ready to be exposed to another version, a more specific version of the first level of consciousness. And then we go on to the second level of consciousness. So now we're on our third drawing. Fourth drawing is the uh, third level of consciousness. 
and and so and from there you know it just gets into more and more specific and amazing things and honestly I'm not even qualified to describe some of this stuff to you. I'm looking at it, and it's blowing my mind. Like, there's this one that he has here called the Merkaba Spiral Direction. White light spinning counterclockwise, dark light spinning clockwise, um, energetic vortices, synchronized spiral. Uh, I mean, you know, just looking at this stuff, I mean, it's, it's, it's impressive, what he what he's done and and so I've tried to describe this for you best I can but here's what I am going to do for you number 1 I am going to post this picture of the first level of consciousness for you on my Twitter account at Joshua P Warren at Joshua P Warren I'm also going to post it on my Facebook page and you can sit there and be exposed to this and just see if it does anything for you. Meditate on it. Take some deep breaths. You know, all the typical stuff you would do. If this connects with you, if this area of study connects with you, Santero Longley said that he would like for me to give you his telephone number. Now, he he did this once before when we were in Puerto Rico, and he has made some wonderful friends and contacts by doing that. He does not email. He doesn't text. I don't even think he has a cell phone. So if you want to follow up on this, you can call him up and you can talk to him for free. He's not going to try to sell you something. He's not going to, this is not like a 900 number or any crap like that. This is his calling. He would just like to talk to you. Now, if you decide you want to become a student, I'm sure, you know, he, I know in the past he has done long distance courses and classes and you know things like that but for now i believe that he is, would just like to help you and connect with you and make friends with you so i'm going to give you his phone number right now and i asked him like three times i was like okay you're sure this is cool and he said yes yes and i but you know like i say it's not the first time he's done this santero david longley okay david longley L-O-N-G-L-E-Y. He's in Western North Carolina, so he's on East Coast time. So it's probably not a good idea to call, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning. You'll want to check out what time it is in North Carolina before you, you buzz him. But here's how you call. Of course, the I know a lot of you listening are outside the U.S. So, um, but basically here in the U.S., if you're going to call into uh, another area code you hit one and then the area code is 828-645-5306 again that is uh, 1-828-645-5306 and I'll tell you again it's 1-828-645-5306 so the idea is what you do you go look at this image if this resonates with you and and over time I'm going to share more of them with you but this is sacred crystal grid geometry study and again like I say this will connect with some of you some of you it will not connect with so 
I hope that you enjoy that. And if you have any problem accessing anything, you can just email me and let me know. If you go to joshuapwarren.com, there's no period after the P. You can scroll down there and find my email address. I am being uh, overwhelmed with emails every day now. I'm receiving between 500 and 1,000. And so remember, it's uh, I've had friends for a long time. And I tell them sometimes, like, back in the good old days, I could always correspond with you. But now sometimes I, I just can't. I just, I just don't have the time. Uh, it's nothing personal. But I just um, sometimes it takes me days to even sit and try to read the emails. And I'll, I'll try to knock out two or 3,000 in a sitting, uh, just reading them. But if you go to joshuapwarren.com, you will find my email address. And I promise you, I will read every one, even if it takes me a few days. Now, that said, we are still in the middle of making batch number two of the Miraculous Prayer Board. We have already sent off, um, I think, 30 of those of batch number two to Mobius. So he is going to be turning around and getting those shipped ASAP. I would imagine he'll get those on Friday and he'll start shipping those out on Monday but we still are making more of them in batch number two. So it's not too late to get a miraculous prayer board. And it's it's amazing how these things are selling all over the world. So when you go to joshuapwarren.com, be sure to click the link to the miraculous prayer board as well. And just because you have one doesn't mean you might not want a second one someday. And if that happens, well, guess what? I'm not going to make you a second one because this is your opportunity while I have the stuff to do it. Um, I'll make you a second one right now, but you know, don't contact me in a year and ask me to do it. So, okay, well, I believe that is going to do it for today, but I'm telling you, I have some fascinating content I'm going to be sharing with you. I'll just tell you right up front, tomorrow I am scheduled to interview the neurosurgeon who had a near-death experience. Yeah. And so I'll probably be posting that for you, um, tomorrow night or Friday And then I have another really, really good one lined up for you that I'll kind of surprise you with. So I believe that's going to do it for this particular edition of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And remember, you can subscribe to this podcast by going to joshuapwarren.com, clicking the link to Joshua P. Warren Daily. You'll find different ways you can subscribe or you can follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren at Joshua P. Warren. And I will talk to you again soon.